Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. If you believe that about the church, would you clap your hands? There's nothing that can stop the church. He told Peter, he said, Upon this rock I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The church wins. The church wins. God's people win. Amen. 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 I'm thankful for this wonderful praise team today. Aren't we thankful for them? I'm going to ask you to do something different today. And if it's your first time here, uh, please know that we do not do this every service. But I'm going to ask you. I got some of y'all nervous right now. Uh, I'm going to ask you to find a new seat. If, you, if you're in the back, come to the front. If you're in the front, go to the back. I'd like for everybody to switch seats. On your way, I see some of y'all staring at me like, is he serious? I'm so serious. Please do me the favor of finding a new seat. As you're finding a new seat, greet two or three people. Some of y'all need suitcases for all the stuff that's in your row. (laughs) The ushers will be handing out bags to carry your belongings to your new... Maybe we should have done that. I I don't know. (laughs) This is great. We have some just spinning in circles in confusion. Where do I go? I've never been to a new place in this sanctuary. The good thing about this is some of you can't say this has been my seat for 30 years because we haven't been here for 30 years. And also our seats used to be green. And so if that was your seat, it's only been your seat for like five years. So it's not, it's not a huge leap. Everybody settled in? Everybody got their luggage where it needs to go? Everybody good? Carry-ons stowed beneath the seat. When you get there, please stand if you would. Excellent choice, Brother Denver. Greet a couple people around you. Tell them it's good to see you at church. Maybe you've never seen that person before because you've never been to this area of the church. Some of you are like, wow, look at the view from here. Some of you that sat in the back that are now in the front are like, that's what that preacher looks like. That's, that's amazing. 
I saw Brother and Sister Tehi here all the way from Arkansas. We're so glad that y'all are here. Love y'all very much. I'm going to be... I'm going to be reading from Romans chapter 13. If you would turn there, shout out to all the people that moved one row. God bless you. God bless you for your commitment for what you did today. (laughs) You really branched out. You really branched out. You're probably going to go to the same restaurant that you go to every Sunday today. Romans chapter 13. It's an honor to, to preach to you today. I, I'm not going to be long. That was at least 10 minutes of my time. And um, But uh, our pastor is in California preaching for the next few days. I would ask that you'd remember him in prayer. And uh, we're blessed with such amazing uh, leadership here at the church. Pastor and Sister Bounds, we're so grateful for them. I honor them today. And um, I do just, I'm, I do just want to make you aware. I, this came to my mind earlier this morning. There is some weather coming in this afternoon. Just be mindful of that. Expecting high winds and uh, just some stuff. I know this is super random, but I thought I would just let you know. Uh, and later this afternoon, there's supposed to be some uh, severe. So please just stay safe and be aware of that. Uh, some of you are like, why in the world is he mentioning that? Well. Um, I just, I, I like you. I love you. I want you to be safe. I want you to be okay. All right. Enough of the public service announcements. Romans. You know, my favorite part about this whole stage uh, set, doesn't this look amazing, by the way? My favorite part is like it's a space theme, like rocket ships and planets, and then you have a dinosaur. It's like there's dinosaurs in space. I don't, I don't know what the thought was there. I think that was probably somebody setting up just saying, I bet I could get away with this. <laughs> Romans chapter 13, not 14, 13, and verse 11. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Turn to your neighbor say, you better wake up. Come on, shake somebody real good. Tell them you better wake up. You better wake up. You better wake up. Why? Why should I wake up? For now, somebody say now, is our salvation nearer than when we believed. We are as close as we have ever been to the coming of the Lord. Amen. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. I'm going to preach to you what I feel to preach to you. I believe today is a day of destiny for somebody in this room. You're going to leave here differently than the way that you came. There's a very real call of God in this room today and somebody in this room is going to leave different. Somebody's going to answer the call. I'm going to preach to you on this subject, more beyond, more beyond. Lift your hands and let's pray. Lord Jesus, we love you. God, we're grateful for your spirit. We're grateful for these wonderful people, for the body of Christ. I pray, God, that we would open our eyes, God, that today, God, that we would wake out of sleep and understand 
that the coming of the Lord is near. The rapture is near. We are as close as we have ever been to the end of this thing. And I pray, oh God, today that you would do exactly what you want to do in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated in your brand new seat. More beyond. Look at your neighbor and say more beyond. More beyond. Spain had a motto in the 1500s. It was a Latin phrase that read like this. Nay plus ultra. It was a Latin phrase that simply meaned no more beyond. No more beyond. This phrase was coined on every map of the old world, inscribed on the edges of the map where they believed at that time and were convinced that there was nothing beyond this point. They believed that there was a literal drop-off or an edge to the world as we know it. And Spain was a proponent, a, a, um, an advocate. They, they believed in this wholeheartedly. They, Spain literally believed that they were situated on the edge of the world through the Strait of Gibraltar. You can see it there on the screen. There were pillars that Spain had erected there called the Pillars of Hercules. This, this um, strait and these pillars marked a point on the map. It was an access point to the Atlantic Ocean. Inscribed on those pillars at the opening of the Strait of Gibraltar down there at the bottom. Inscribed on these pillars of Hercules was that phrase, nay plus ultra, or no more beyond. It was a warning to every ship that if you go beyond this point, you will surely die. But finally there came a determined voyager that looked at those pillars and said, I just believe that there has to be more beyond this point. And in 1492, Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue. He, he made a commitment to journey beyond where any man in Spain or the area had journeyed before. He made a decision, and because of his decision to go beyond where society said to stay put. He was the discoverer of the Americas as we know it today. When Spain heard of what Christopher Columbus had done, when they heard the news that he had reached the Americas, it was Spain that removed or crossed out the nay of that phrase on those pillars of Hercules. They crossed out that nay, leaving the inscription plus ultra. That simply means more beyond. 
still to this day. It is their motto. Those pillars with that inscription plus ultra. So much so their motto that you will see on Spain's flag. Two pillars and on each pillar inscribed the phrase plus ultra or more beyond. And can I tell you on this Sunday morning, society has a way, life has a way of sending the subliminal message to us that there is no more beyond where we currently are. The life that we live now is the life that we will always live. The struggles that we have now are the struggles that we will always have. And the phrase of, of the culture of the 21st century is there's nothing beyond this point. There's no more beyond this life. What you are, you will be. What you struggled with, you will struggle with. But I came with an assignment from heaven on this Sunday morning to let somebody know that there is more beyond this life. The scripture tells us if we have hope in this life only, we will be of men most miserable. We'll be miserable people if we just believe that when our last breath is taken that life is over. But I'm glad to know beyond the shadow of a doubt that there is more beyond this life. There is a day coming where everybody will spend eternity in heaven or in hell. And I've come to tell you, friend, you don't have to spend eternity in the pits of hell, but God has a place that's been prepared for you. It's been prepared for you for a long time. It's been waiting on you for a long time. There is more beyond this life. There's more beyond your failure. There is more beyond the life that you currently live. Be seated. Moses, Moses, Brother, Brother Edwards talked about him so powerfully this morning in our 10 a.m. session. Moses was a, was, a, was, was a Hebrew boy. He was born in Goshen as Brother Edwards described at the 10 a.m. He was born amongst the children of Israel. Through a series of events, Pharaoh declared that, that the boys of the Hebrews should be, should be killed. And, 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 and Moses makes it out and, 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 and ends up being taken care of by his own mother. And, 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 but, but the point that I want to get to, Exodus chapter 2 and verse 11. The Bible says, and it came to pass in those days... Moses, Moses had grown up in Pharaoh's house. Somebody say Pharaoh's house. He grew up as an Egyptian, but it was instilled in him by his mother at a young age that you may be in an Egyptian's house, but you are, but you are not an Egyptian. You're a, you're a child of God. You're a Hebrew boy. There's promise over your life. But Moses was grown up, grew up in the house of an Egyptian the Bible says when Moses was grown that 
he went out unto his brethren and looked on their burdens and he spied an Egyptian smiting a Hebrew. Watch, one of his brethren. Moses knew who he was. And he looked this way and that way and when he saw that there was no man, Moses slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. The Bible records a terrible instance where Moses kills an Egyptian and hides him in the sand. Moses made a terrible mistake. He made one of the greatest mistakes man could make in taking somebody's life. The Bible says that Moses did his very best to hide the body of that dead man in the sand, in the earth. Moses tried to cover up the mistake. He tried to bury the mistake. He tried to bury the past. He tried to hide it in the sand. And Pharaoh caught wind of what happened, and the Bible tells us that Pharaoh sought to kill Moses. He was so angry at Moses that he wanted to kill him, but Moses fled from Egypt and went to the land of Midian. And it is in the land of Midian that Moses, that Moses begins to live. The Bible doesn't say specifically, but we know that he was 40 years old when he left Egypt and 80 years old when he, when he left Midian. So Moses began his life in Midian as a 40-year-old man and, and he became, he got married in Midian. He, he, um, he, he had kids in Midian. He, he, was a, he was a shepherd in Midian. He watched his father-in-law's sheep. Moses had, had, um, had developed a life. Man, it's weird seeing, seeing people in different seats. Moses had developed a different life. It, it was a life that, 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 that was away from the mistakes of the past. It was away from, from, the, from the wrongdoings of yesterday. And Moses began and lived his life for 40 years as a shepherd. And I can see Moses, I can see Moses every day waking up. I can see him grabbing a cup of coffee and and, and, and waking up and, and, and grabbing his staff and, and going out to where those sheep were and watching the sheep until the end of the night and turning the shift over to somebody else and, and going back to bed. And the next morning, the same thing. Wake up, grab a cup of coffee and go out to the sheep, grab his staff, watch the sheep, let them feed, let them eat, hand them off to somebody else. And day after day after day, after day, Moses went through the routine of life, day in, day out, burying his past in Egypt and just living, just getting by, just doing enough to just, well, I'm, I'm here, I might as well do something. Moses, Moses knew what it was like to just get by. He wasn't with his home. Uh, he wasn't at his home. He, he wasn't with his people. He, he, he had left all of that behind and just lived an everyday life, every day, nine to five. Clock in, clock out. Turn the TV on, go to bed. 
Wake up the next morning, nine to five. Clock in, clock out. Turn the TV on, go to bed. Next day, clock in, clock out. Turn the TV on, go to bed. And Moses lived the life that some of you are living right now. You're so asleep that you don't even realize. Years have gone by out of your life. Years have gone by day after day. Clocking in, clocking out. No progress, no movement, no change. Just day by day, day by day day by day and somehow through life you have been lulled to sleep you have been lulled into believing that the mistakes of yesterday amen will always be there they'll always be a part of your life they'll always define who you are there's no fixing it there's no changing it there's no moving from where I am I'm always going to be living the way I'm living now the only problem was God didn't see it that way because there was a day that a burning bush shows up in Moses' life and that bush causes Moses to turn. His curiosity sparked in him and the Bible says that Moses turned into that bush to see what was going on and out of that bush out something that jumped out of the cycle of everyday life there was a bush and out of that bush spoke the voice of the Lord and the Lord began to call Moses he said to him he said Moses I've got a plan for your life the Bible says the Lord appeared to him Exodus three and two in a flame of fire out of the bush and he looked and beheld the bush burnt with fire and the bush was not consumed and Moses said I will now turn aside to see the sight why the bush is not burnt and when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see God called unto him here am I out of the midst of the bush and said Moses Moses and he said here am I and he said draw not nigh hither put off thy shoes from off thy feet for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground Moses 40 years of the same stuff over and over 40 years of the same life over and over but there was a moment an encounter with his creator and when Moses got within proximity of his creator God began to speak and on this Sunday morning I feel such an assignment from the Holy Ghost as much as I have ever felt preaching in this church there is somebody in this room that has an appointment with the Lord on this Sunday morning you have an appointment with God amen on this Sunday morning I would to God that you wouldn't just go through this service and just get by today but there is a bush that is burning there is a fire that is burning in my bones there's something that I've got to share with you on this Sunday morning and I'm asking you right now I'm asking you to not just glance by it over uh, just walk through it not just get through this Sunday I'm asking you to turn I'm asking you to look I'm asking you to hear what God would have me to say to you on this Sunday morning. 
when, when the Lord began to spoke, speak to Moses, Moses, uh, God said to Moses, he said, Moses, take off your shoes for where you're standing is holy ground. God gave an invitation to come to where he is. God gave an invitation for Moses to come near that bush, but it will always require a removal of something that's attached to your life. The problem that we run into is that the call of God comes with cost. The call of God comes with the expense of removing something that's been attached to us for a long time. And God said, Moses, I'm going to speak to you. But if I'm going to speak to you, you're going to have to remove your sandals because where you are standing is holy ground. Moses, the scripture doesn't say it, but I, I would have to believe that Moses instantly removed those sandals. He removed those things that God was calling him to remove. And when Moses removed those sandals and stepped on to that holy ground, he began to speak. A voice, a voice out of that bush began to speak and he tells us told Moses in Exodus 3 I will send you I'm going to send you Moses I'm going to send you to Egypt that you will bring forth my people from the children my people the children of Israel out of Egypt God said to the man that made mistakes in Egypt God said to the man please hear me that messed up in Egypt buried his past in Egypt God said to that man Moses it's time to go back to the place where you messed up it's time to go back to the place where you made a mistake because Moses I'm going to use your mess for a miracle I'm going to use your mistake amen I'm going to use you to free my people from Egypt and I want somebody to know on this Sunday morning that in spite of your past, in spite of your mistake, in spite of what you have buried and numbed in your own heart, there is a very real call of God going out to you on this Sunday morning. Don't stay where you are. Don't be satisfied with everyday life. Sir, there is more for you. You. There is more for you. Ma'am, there is more for you. We say it so often. We say it so often that it gets just glazed over. But the reality is on this Sunday morning, God has a plan for your life. He did not bring you here just to come fill a seat and die on that seat. He didn't bring you here just to be a faithful attendee, but he brought you here because he saw something deep down inside of you. The scripture says, you didn't choose me, Jesus said. He said, I chose you. Amen. And I'm speaking to a group of people who have been chosen who have been handpicked by the by the spirit of God.
God. You have been designed and destined to do something great in the kingdom. Don't stay in Midian. Don't stay in your mistake. Don't stay in the everyday. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. It's time to get out of sleep. It's time to wake up and answer the call of the Lord. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to somebody in this room. You've been asleep long enough. He wrote that, Paul wrote that statement to the, uh, that's the book of Romans. It's the book of Romans. That means that phrase, that scripture was, was written to the church at Rome. It was written to the people who had gone to church, but yet were asleep. It is possible to be a part of the church and to sleep. It is possible to be a part of the house of God and to sleep. Eutychus, why'd you fall? Why'd you fall out of that window, Eutychus? Why'd you fall? Why'd you? Why'd you fall out of the church, Eutychus, in the church, but asleep in the church? Get my, get my 10 o'clock in. Get my 11 o'clock in. Get the routine in. Get it all done. Go back, do the same thing on Monday. Dude, don't tell nobody about Jesus. Don't, 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 don't keep quiet about, about those things. Don't, 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 don't be used in the kingdom of God. No, no, no. Just sleep. Just stay. Stay where you are. Stay asleep. But you hear me on this Sunday morning. You've got to wake up. You've got to, your, your salvation is nearer than it has ever been. We are not just playing church, ladies and gentlemen. We are here because there is a very real eternity that is coming closer and closer upon us. Amen. And God, it is the will of God that somebody in this room answers the call awake out of sleep awake out of slumber your salvation is near your God is near your God is as near as he's ever been Luke chapter 18 we've read this but I will remind you on this Sunday morning everybody alright everybody okay I'm not going to be much longer, but I know what I feel in the Holy Ghost. Luke chapter 18 and verse 28, Peter said, Lo, he said to the Lord, we have left everything and we have followed you. He said, I, 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 Peter, Peter jumped out of the everyday life. He jumped out of the fishing business. He jumped out of just working the nine to five. He said to the Lord, I've left all and I have followed you. And Jesus said back to him, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake. Watch who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come life everlasting. What was that scripture saying? I'll tell you what it was saying. Peter said, Lord, I've left everything to follow you. And Jesus looked back at him and said, there 
will not be one person that has left and forsaken everything to follow me that will not receive a hundredfold blessing now in this life and in the world to come. Listen, I understand that living for God has its challenges as does everything, but you better know and believe on this Sunday morning I have so much more than I gave to him. I have so much more as a 32-year-old man than what I gave to him as a 15-year-old boy. I am living in the blessings of an answered call amen, on my life. And there is blessings waiting on somebody in this room if you will just respond and answer the call. Often, I'm almost done, often we deal with inadequacy. Often we deal with the question of what's it going to look like. What, what, this is great, preacher. This, what, what do you mean by this? What do you mean by all this? Answer the call and, and, and respond to God. God deals with every person. God is so amazing. He's so great. He's so personal that he has a specific route he has a specific plan for every person in this room. For some of you, that plan is to be a successful business person. For some of you, that plan is to be a van driver that turns this city upside down and invites kids from all across the city brings them into this church. For some of you, it's being, it's being a Sister Gladman Sunday school teacher that for 20, 30, 40, 50 years loved on kids, believed in kids, kids that messed up, kids that didn't always listen. They made mistakes. For Sister Gladman, it was a Sunday school teacher. For Sister Lewis, a Sunday school teacher. It, for, I don't know what, what it looks like for you. I don't know what the plan of God looks like for you, but I do know, I do know that he does have a plan for you. He told Jeremiah, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you and I ordained you. And every person in this room is a representation of Jeremiah. Before you were ever formed, before you were ever placed on this earth, God had a plan for you. God had a purpose for your life. I, I might look different from others in this room, but everybody in this room knows. Everybody knows when God starts calling. You start feeling this number. You start feeling the, you start feeling a tug. You start feeling this pull from the Holy Ghost. I felt it. I know what it's like to feel that pull from God. Where you're where you're straddling the line you're, you're straddling the fence you feel the pull of God tugging at your life but you also feel the pull of your everyday world your everyday friends your everyday job you feel the tug of just normal status quo life 
Some of you are wrestling between those two things. Some of you are wrestling between the call and the plan of God and the pool of your own flesh and this world. But you hear this young preacher on this Sunday morning answer the call of God and you will be blessed. Your family will be blessed. Your future will be established if you will just answer. Everybody stand with me all over the building. It's 11.59. Moses struggled. Music can come. I wish I could communicate this the way I feel it this morning. Moses presented to God his reasons why he couldn't. Bring me that staff. Moses had a stutter. Moses Moses had a he had a speech impediment. And Moses used that stutter as the reason why God couldn't use him to lead a nation. Often, people, all of us, we're normal people today. All of us have something to present to God. We have a reason why. For Moses, it was a stutter. Everybody in this room, at some point in your life, maybe even now, you have a reason to present to God of why you could never do that, why you could never be that, why you could never answer that kind of call. For Moses, it was a stutter. The Lord said to Moses, he said, is this all right? Is everybody okay? Moses said to the Lord, he said, Lord, but read it in Exodus chapter 3. Read it later. He said, Moses said to the Lord, he said, Lord, but, but my mouth. He said, I'm, I'm, of so, I'm of slow speech. He said, I stutter. How can I, how can I go before Pharaoh? And how can I do what you're asking me to do? And Moses very quickly heard the voice of the Lord as he said back to him, Moses, who made your mouth? Who made the mouth? Who made, who formed you? Was it not I? He said, I made your mouth. I knew that that problem, that issue, I knew it was there before I ever called. And if your stutter, if your excuse was enough to dismiss you from the call of God, some of you wouldn't feel what you feel in this room. I, I know exactly where I am in the Holy Ghost right now. If your excuse was enough, God wouldn't pull anymore. God wouldn't ask anymore. God wouldn't say, hey, I got a plan. But listen, 
if God created you, He knew that you would present your problem to Him long before you ever gave it, you, before you ever told Him, before you ever handed Him or, or told Him the excuse, God knew. Your excuse does not disqualify you from the call of God. Your reason why you can't does not just excuse. He said, Moses, I made your mouth. And if you'll answer the call, if you'll answer the call of God, I will give you every tool that you need to have victory. Because it is often our excuses. It is often our shortcomings that God uses to keep us dependent on Him. You know you can't do it on your own. You know you can't do it by yourself. The Lord said to Moses, He said, What's, he said, what's in your hand? What's in your hand? Turn to your neighbor and say, what's in your hand? And Moses' hand was a staff. It was a rod. He said, cast the rod onto the, onto the ground, Moses. And when he did, the rod became a snake. Lord said, now pick it up. That's funny. The Bible says Moses picked that thing up by the tail because he's smart. And he picked it up. And it turned back into a rod. He said, Moses... Stick your hand into your coat. Pull it back out. Stuck his hand into his coat, pulled it back out. It became leprous. His hand was full of leprosy. It was deteriorating. It was literally falling apart. He said, now stick your hand back in your coat. Pull it back out. And it was absent of leprosy. It was all gone. He said, now Moses, pull water. Now listen, come on, stay with me. He said, he said, gather some water out of the river over there. And Moses dipped down into that water. And when he did, that water turned to blood. God showed him signs that if Moses would answer the call, God would take care of every obstacle that would stand in his way. When got to hear this. When the Lord turned that rod into a snake, he was showing Moses that Moses, if you'll answer the call, I'll give you authority over the devil, the serpent. When he said, Moses, stick your hand into your, into your coat and turned into leprosy. When he God, when it turned back into a perfect hand, he was telling Moses, Moses, if you'll answer the call, I'll give you authority over flesh. And when Moses stuck that water, stuck that pail, that pitcher down into the river, I don't have time to go into it today, but the study would show it's true. When he stuck that pail down into the river and it turned into blood, he said, Moses, if you will go, I'm going to give you authority over the world. Three things God gave Moses authority over because he was willing to go and answer the call. The devil, his flesh, 
and the world. And if you will answer and respond to the call of God, guess what? You're not going by yourself. You're not going by yourself. You're not going on your own. You're going with authority. You're going with dominion. You're going with power. You're going with God. Because there is nowhere, no land, no place that God will send you that he does not intend to go with you. God. God is going to go with you, sir. God is going to go with you, ma'am. It is the will of God on this day that you answer the call. I hear in my spirit, I stand at the door and I knock. I'm knocking. I'm knocking. Will you answer? I've been knocking for a long time. Will you answer the call? Will you awake out of your slumber? Will you awake out of your sleep? Will you come out of your daily routine and go to where I'm calling you to go? Lift your hands all over the room. has tried to limit you tell you there's no more beyond what you've dealt with you always deal with this is the limitation this is as far as you can go but there is more there is more there is more Lord I have obeyed you on this morning I have obeyed you, and I pray now, God, that what you have given to me, what you have asked me to share, God, I've done that. I've given what you've given me to these people. And Lord, I pray that they would do now what you're calling them to do. I have obeyed, and I pray today that they would obey. I pray that they would be more than a hearer of your word, but they would be a doer on this day, on this day, on this day, on this day. Come on, awaken. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.